and good afternoon and good evening, and thank you for joining us for another edition of The Divination Table. I am your host, Michael Lennon, and today's guest is the lead host of Reverend Patience Smith Spiritual Ministry Radio, a nonprofit organization. She's been a reverend with the Universal Life Church since September of 2001. Her ministry's mission is to be a guiding light to those walking down their different paths of the craft. Reverend Patience Smith is a hereditary and solitary practitioner of the old ways, including in her practices such things as hoodoo, southern conjure, New Orleans voodoo, brujeria, santeria, just to name a few. She also specializes in spiritual services such as weddings and hand fastings, spiritual readings, workings, root work, and paranormal research. So let's bring on our wonderful guest. Good evening. How are you? I am doing fabulous. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you wonderful. I am so happy to have you on. I know it's been a while. Oh, I know. I know, my dear. We all been been so busy with everything that we all been doing and stuff. It's really, you know, such an honor because I'm used to, you know, um, being the host and not the guest. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's it's been a really crazy road, you know, with everything, you know, that's been going on, you know, been doing the show and doing the ministry and everything. But one thing that's, you know, it's great about it is being able to use, you know, divination and everything to help folks to find out, you know, the source of the whatever is, you know, causing the problem in their life and and be able to help guide them to make their life better, you know? Yeah, because, you know, as, you know, as spiritual people and, you know, diviners, because, you know, I always do differentiate, you know, readers and diviners, because diviners, mm-hmm. we don't do just the yes or the no. You know, we don't do, right. yes, I see this happening. We do the, what is it that you need to know to get from here to there? How can we better your life? You know, so as diviners, exactly. you know, we tap into, you know, trying to help and to assist, you know, which is one of the things I love, you know, about you is, you know, that's one of the things you do as well, is you are always looking to help people better themselves, better their situation. Exactly. And that's what, you know, I mean, for years, as they, you know, the, like the story in the Bible, Jonah and the whale, I ran for my gifts. You know, I was, you know, born with the veil. Okay. So seeing and talking to spirits and knowing things before I needed to know has always been with me since I was a child. And, you know, folks telling you you're crazy because you're seeing things and everything. And, you know, especially the young folk when they come to me, you know, I try my best to help, you know, make them feel that this is a divine gift. You're not crazy. You know, this is the reason why you're given these gifts and everything because you're, you know, meant to use these, you know, you know, divine abilities, being able to, you know, tap in either with spirit or being able to use, you know, the different tools and stuff to be able, you know, help somebody who's not as spiritually inclined as you are to better their lives, you know, and not, because one of my biggest pet peeves is people who try to take advantage of folks and everything. And you see it all the time, especially on the internet now these days, it's getting ridiculous, you know, with what people are doing. Well, people all, people want the fast buck, you know, they don't want to put in the work, but they want the fast dollar. Exactly. And, oh, I know. We don't, get, exactly. we don't get rich doing it, this work because, you know, we do it from the heart. You know, it's not it, a money-making uh, thing. <laughs> exactly. That's, you know, like I tell folks, I never got into this to be Miss Famous or Miss Popular or to get rich or anything. I do it because this is what I'm meant to do. 
you know, finally the ancestors like something's like, okay, okay, I hear you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know, I finally, you know, had one of those, you know, came to God moments type of things, you know, and when I finally embraced that this is what I need to do, that's when I just, you know, fully just, you know, embraced my ministry and just went full force with it, you know, and totally concentrated. For years, I tried to do the normal thing. Yeah, I tried that too. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just like... I, I went through a, a period where it was just like, I don't want to do this. I'm retired. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I've read for people for 15 years. I worked in the Botanica for, you know, 15 years. You know, I had people back mm-hmm. to back, eight hour days, you know, and I'm not used to that kind of needy. Yeah. And, and, and that can really, no ta- it really tax your health. Oh, you, because like, you know, a lot of people, you know, tell me all the time when they come to me, it's like, come to a spiritual therapist, because I've been studying, you know, on, you know, psychology, you know, since like high school. And so in combination of using, you know, the spiritual and, you know, and using psychology, mixing it together and everything. One thing I've seen that a lot of the people that I come to me now, about 85% are actually fellow readers and, um, you know, diviners and everything. And I'm constantly having to give them the lecture and also take heed of my own advice that you've got to work on self-care, especially doing this work, because it's an intimate exchange of energies. And some of these folks that we get, oh, my God, I remember one time about 20 years ago, I read for this one chick. As soon as I got done, I had to do spiritual baths and cleansing and all of that kind of good stuff for about a week, you know, because it was just absolutely draining after I got done reading for her. And that's why, you know, now learning from my mistakes, I don't care. I tell people straight up, I'm not that desperate for money. I know spirit always provides for me, and I've learned to take care of myself set my boundaries like I tell them when you're doing this type of work you've got to be able to realize that you can't help everybody you've got to learn how to pick and choose sometimes you know can't allow yourself to be that thirsty for you know a penny you know and because in doing so you end up wearing your taxing your health yeah and it's one of those things that you know we take on a lot of crap from clients. Yeah, and I'm not talking, you know, like verbal yes. crap. I'm talking, you know, spiritual stuff because especially when you read exactly. in person, you know, when you read oh in person, God. there is so much, you know, cleansing, you know, you, mm-hmm. that you've got to do. You've got to, you know, and even in between clients, you know, you've got to cleanse, you've got to clear the air, you've got to open up the door, the windows, chase things out sometimes because it is one of those things that, you know, we are not just readers. We don't just exactly. yes or no. And exactly, you know, as diviners, and I'm sure that you understand too. I mean, ancestors, guides, spirits—you know—they play a huge role in what it is that we actually do as a diviner and a spiritual worker. Yes, you know, we they do. we have to have that that connection because without that connection, you're not divining. You have to, you know, in order to divine, you have to have a connection to that spiritual being, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, God, spirit, the Loa, your ancestors, whether it's the Orisha, you know, you have to have that divine connection. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've talked with fellow, you know, readers and workers, you know, over the years, and a lot of them feel the same way I have. 
you know, because there's been times, you know, after many years of doing this and dealing with certain types of people, it, it can make you jaded. And sometimes you just look at spirit and it's like, really? I love you all to death, but I did not sign up for this shit show. Excuse my language. But, you know, especially when you're in a place and, you know, and you're minding your own business, there's a bunch of people around and you got a spirit wanting your help and, you know, want to talk to you. And it's like, really? No. Do you mind? That's why, if, you know, a few weeks back I posted that meme where, you know, you're having a nonchalant conversation with spirit and someone comes up to you and says, who are you talking to? You know, oh, this is my crazy ass. That's all. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> you know? uh, see, That's I set up I, rules, mi- limits, and boundaries for my spirits. You know, they know oh, yeah. in certain areas at certain times I'm available. Other times, it, unless it's, you know, life-threatening, dire emergency that absolutely has to come out. Not to bother exactly. me very much other times. Exactly. But when you're young you don't, and you don't really have that type of training, it could be really frightening, especially for oh, the it's, children it's and everything. You know, oh, my God. I mean, I've been, a medium, I've been a medium most of my life. I mean, I've talked to and seen spirits mm-hmm. and heard spirits from a very young age. And, right. you know, I never – and I never called them, you know, my invisible friend. It was always – there's a spirit there's a there's a person i can see this actual person that's actually talking to me and i knew it was spirit i knew it was not just you know imagination or you know mind playing tricks on me Mm -hmm. i kind of adapted to it somewhat quickly you know i was one of those uh, Um, sheltered kids you know i was shy into myself very introverted and they found ways to pull me out Oh, yeah. It's like you have no choice, you know, sometimes. It's, like I said, it, you know, I was like, you know, for years I ran from it. And then finally the ancestors like, girl, let me tell you something. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're destined and born to do. Get used to it. Uh, yeah, okay. I will. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll behave, you know. Because like I tell folk and everything, you know, just like Mama Star had posted on her page the other day, you know, if you have that proper relationship, with the ancestors and everything, you know, they're always going to take care of you, you know, and you show them respect, they will show, you know, respect back to you. Yes. And that, you know, it's, it, and uh, like many a times I've had it where, like you were talking about, you know, letting them know where, you know, I'm available this time and that time and everything. I, you know, until I learned how to do that, I remember many a times where, you know, inconvenience to be in a, you know, like I said, in a public place or in the middle of going to the bathroom, in the shower, or even, you know, during <laughs> sex with your lover or whatever. And it's like, really? Now? You want to talk I remember now? Hell no, you know? And it's like, oh. But it, what's nice now that people are being able to, you know, especially for the young people coming up and everything, that, Thanks to the one of the blessings of the internet is that we are able to be more open and find, you know, people that they can talk to, you know, like when they come to me, so I can let them know that I've been there, I've went through that, I know what you're feeling, and this is how I handle it and everything. This is what helped me, you know. And if you try these techniques, it can help you, you know, type yeah, of thing. And it, it's very community. I mean, there's a lot more community involvement, you know, and there needs to be because we want, you know, uh-huh. our children, the young people, you know, to continue on with these traditions as well as to develop and learn in the correct way. 
because, you know, exactly. there's a lot exactly. out there that's also not good. You know, so oh, people still study. have to do their research. People still have to do their research. They still have to, you know, exactly. check on who is this and who is that person? What are, are they real or is this person real? Do they really have qualifications? Have they actually been initiated? You know, these are questions mm-hmm. that people have to ask because if we are going to raise the village, you know, mm-hmm. we don't want it being raised by the village idiot. You know, we really want it to be exactly. raised by knowledgeable people that can help guide people because that's all we are. I mean, at the at the end of the day, whatever information, whatever sources we provide to somebody, it's still their choice whether they want to pursue that or not pursue that. And we just like exactly. readings. I mean, we're a vessel. We pass along the information. We say, look, this is what. I think you should do. This is where I feel that spirit is going to help push you. And at the end of the day, it's still completely up to them. We hope and pray that they lift themselves and elevate themselves to become Mm -hmm. better and strive to find the real info. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, with things all the technology and stuff that we have now these days, a lot of folk have gotten so lazy. And if it's not instant, they're like, what? I actually have to do research? What? I have to do work? It's like child is called the great work for a reason, okay? It's called spiritual work for a reason, you know? It's get off your lazy spiritual behind and do this stuff, you know? Because, like, when I give my clients, when they come to my ministry and everything, you know, the spiritual tools, you know, to make their life better according to whatever spiritual path that they you know, follow, I tell them straight up. You know, if you do the work and everything, it will make things better. But if you don't, you know, do it and stuff, don't come back complaining to me. Because I've had that many times where you give them, you know, certain advice, you know, to make, you know, after you, you know, read read to them their situation and what's going on. So you try to give them advice about, you know, how to make things better. And when they don't follow through, then they have the nerve to bitch about everything being shitty still. And it's like, hello, um if you had done, you know, the, the advice that I had given you or at least made an effort to make your life better instead of just sitting there and like, oh, well, with me, well, guess what? It's not going to get better, you know? No. And, and there's a lot of people that are like that. I mean, when I, when I was in my oh, LA, yeah. you know, with my madrina, my godmother mm-hmm. in Santeria, you know, I mm-hmm. spent literally every day off working at the Botanica. Side by side. And I did it for free. I didn't get paid for it. I did it because I wanted to learn. I wanted to walk side by side Mm. with my godmother. I wanted to learn the tradition, learn the work that she was doing. And we had other people in the Elay that were expecting them, you know, expecting her to hand them this book of 30 years of all the stuff that she's done and not do anything at all. She's like, here's all my life's work. Just go ahead and take it. And she's like, that's not how... This works. Yes. You grow exactly. and you evolve in steps, you know, exactly. and nobody is going to just hand anything to you on a plate. And if they do, exactly. be aware and run like hell because. Because usually they're a major fraud and they're just trying to take your money. I've seen that happen so many times. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's certain things you see going on in the spiritual and magical communities now these days. It, it's just ridiculous. That's why I, I stay in my own lane do my ministry and help folk as best people I can, you know, because the egos about, you know, what's going on 
you know, people, you know, trying to outdo each other or they're getting jealous because someone has more likes than them or they're getting five cents more for readings than they are. And it's like, dude, there's over 2 billion people on Facebook alone. Uh, come on, there's plenty of money to go around. If you really, you know, was about this work like you should be, you would realize spirit will always bring to you who you need to help. You ain't got to chase it. Yeah. It will and, come you know, to you. And the other day, you know, I had a conversation the other day with a person in a, another group, you know, a young, somewhat new reader who somebody mm-hmm. decided they were going to try and give them the spiritual slap down. And now this person's not in a tradition. They work mainly with, you know, saint petitions and, you know, prayers for people. And this person had the nerve in a particular nasty way of trying to tell this person, oh, well, you know, your life sucks and, you know, all these bad things are happening to you because the saints are punishing you and you need to stop this. You need to learn how to really do this magic. And it's, they weren't doing magic at all. What? They were doing Christian petitions, you know, prayers. Exactly. Any, this, exactly. You know, and, and it's one of those things that, you know, gets on my nerves oh. because, you know, I, I firmly believe in this. If this is not a tradition that you work with, and a client comes to you for a reading, you cannot give them spiritual information, you know, from a point of anger, from a point of spiritually slapping somebody down. And if it's not a tradition that you yourself work in, then keep your mouth shut because you have no place reading somebody Mm -hmm. that is in Santeria if you are not in that tradition. If you are reading somebody that is in Vodou and you're not initiated, you don't read them on a voodoo level because you have not the training for that. You know, everyone mm-hmm. needs to try and stay within their own lanes. And there's ways of giving people information, you know, not spiritually oh, yeah. slapping somebody down or trying to scare the shit out of somebody and saying, oh, well, you know, oh, you're, yeah. you know, the saints are doing this and, you know, they're punishing. It's just like, no. And I had to have a conversation with this person and say, look, I said, don't let somebody else bring you down because of whether it's jealousy, hatred, or, you know, you making money or anything else. I said, mm-hmm. no spirit wants to see you suffer. No spirit wants to see you, you know, poor, broke, hungry, or homeless. And you do what you exactly. have to do to, to live, you know. So, I mean, it hit me exactly. hard because, you know, I don't like when people do things like that. It's like I give people spiritual oh, messages I- all the time, and it's one of those things that's like, hey, look. Here's the message that I got for you. And I leave it. And it's done in a non-threatening way. It's like, look, you know, if it's a health-related issue, it's a health-related issue. And I'll let them know that this is what Spirit is telling me is that, you know, you need to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you exactly. Know. And I, 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 I tell people straight, I don't sugarcoat nothing. When you come to me and everything and you're expecting a message from spirit, I'm going to tell you what you need, not what you want. That's why, exactly. you know, I don't, I, I don't associate myself with, you know, with the word psychic, okay? Because majority, you know, because of the stigma and everything, the word psychic, you know, the, you know, the gypsy forest tell her that you throw money to and she's going to tell you anything you want to hear type of thing, you know, and... I, I want to, you know, try to get away from that stigma. Like I tell folks, I'm a spiritual minister. I'm here to make, you know, find out, you know, the core of your problem and find out what the message is from spirit, and let's try to make your life better, you know, as you're going down your path, you know. And and that's what it is that so. we do as spiritual workers. You know, it's not 
you know, psychic or reader, you know, if it's not a diviner, mm-hmm. if you don't have the divine connection, you're, I call it, it's like the yes or no person. Yes, I can tell you that, you know, you're going to fix your marriage or in six months, so-and-so is going to come back to you. I myself mm-hmm. don't do that. I can do predictive reading like that, but I'd much rather prefer, look, let me tell you what it is that you need to do in order for exactly. this to happen. Because you have to have the formula. You have to know how to get from A to C when you don't know what yeah. B is. Exactly. You know, it's like I, I do like with my ministry, I do have, a, you know, one, you know, question, yes, no. You know, for emergencies, you know, people like real quick, yes or no, is this going to happen, blah, 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 you know. But if they feel like they need something more in-depth than that, then I tell them, you know, it's time to get a session. You know, and it all depends on, you know, what exactly the person, you know, I'm reading for because, you know, every session is different. You know, some people, you know, you get more in tune. And then some people, it's like, okay, here you go. Thank you very much, but don't ask me for another reading, you know, because of the type (laughs) of negative energy that they have, where it's like, you know, if you want a reading from now on, go see so-and-so or, you know, or if there's a particular style of reading that, you know, like people wanting to find out, you know, you know, what Lola walks with them or, you know, what Arisha's at their crown or whatever, I send them to certain readers because I don't, I don't, you know, specialize in that. You know, even though I was, right. you know, I, I am crowned somebody, special... you know, Santana and everything, I don't do that. You know, yeah, and you, you can't really no. divine those things to begin with. You have to have ceremony. I mean, you have to have those exactly. spirits called down right. in order to mm-hmm. find out who somebody's guardian angel spirit is, whether it's in the Orisha tradition, whether it is in the Vodou tradition. You know, you can't right. throw cards and say, oh, here's a sword. You must be a child of Ogun. It doesn't really work that way. I mean, it's <laughs> it's an elaborate thing to have oh, godparents call these spirits and, you know, Orishas or the Loa exactly. down that claim your head. That's mm-hmm. why they call it. They claim your head. They come down and they say, this is mine. Exactly. You know, you know that that's happened to me, you know. You know, like I've tried to, you know, like they bug you and bug you and bug you. It's like, how many times did I tell you? I don't do that type of stuff. All right. I can, you know, tell you who to go talk to according to what tradition you're looking for and everything. If it be Sansei, Maria, Milo, or, you know, the Voodoo or, you know, Vudan, whatever. You know, I, I have friends, in, you know, in all traditions. So, it's, you know, definitely go see, talk to this person or that person. And, and, but, you know, certain people, but if they're, you know, when, when, you know, I start hearing it really from spirit about, no, 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 don't even bother sending that person. They're not worthy. <laughs> you know, I, I will literally hear it because, cause, you know, Santaria and Pablo run in my family from the Puerto Rican side. And my abuelita, you know, walks with me and I will literally hear her voice going, no, mami, caete, silencio. It's like, yes, mommy, I, I, I won't do it, you know. And see, before I, I even, you know, went down that spiritual path in my younger years, um, when I, I, I was adopted and everything, okay. and even my adoptive family knew I had gifts. Because at eight years old, after, me, you know, my grandfather, my adoptive grandfather had passed away and he had relayed a message to me, 
you know, tell your grandmother, baby girl, everything's okay. I'll be waiting for you on the other side. Okay. Well, come to find out the reason why the family had freaked and everything was that of um, the only time my grandfather had ever called my grandmother baby girl was when they were having intimate relations, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, me being eight years old, my grandmother knows I'd never heard my grandparents having sex. They're like, how's this baby girl know this? How she know your granddaddy used to call me that? You know, type of thing. <laughs> but at 17, I had, you know, met my birth family, and I didn't, you know, it didn't click in. And everything, because I didn't, you know, I, it's like, because growing up in Florida, you knew about the Santaria, you knew about, you know, Oba and, you know, um, the Palos and the Voodoo and the Voodoo, because, you know, Florida is a crossroads of everything of the Caribbean, big time. Yes. And um, it didn't really click in at first and everything. My poppy had told me that if I had ever had a wedding, he's walking me down the aisle with a machete in one hand. Shotgun on the other with the cross sashes of shotgun shell. <laughs> and then my mother tells me about this ugly looking, iron looking, like cauldron like pot that she found one time with a skull and all this. You know, she starts describing it with all. She goes, it looked like it had blood and knives. And I said, uh huh, okay. <laughs> and then as the years went by, and come to find out, you know, Papi's a palero and, you know, and. Uh, she didn't want to recognize that my abuelita was, you know, a Santana. And, um, the, you know, besides Santaria, um, Palomiombe, you know, either they're one or the other, or they do both. You know, they've, you know, been crowned and scratched. And the, I, when I finally proved to her, cause they had been divorced for over 30 years, my birth parents. And Ooh. finally yeah, I got my poppy to admit that's how well he hid it from her. He's old school. He's the type where, you know, generation, you know, when it comes to follow and everything, you don't talk about it at the internet. You don't talk about anybody, to anyone about it unless they're initiate. And if you do, you've got your throat slit. Simple as that. You know, I've heard the horror stories of the old days, you know, where, you know, if you didn't act right and everything, there was major repercussions. Not like today. The lack of respect and everything in the communities and the egos and the frauds and, you know, people, you know, asking for astronomical amounts of money to get them crowned and start their, you know, initiations. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, people? You're making our ancestors, you know, ashamed. You know, they didn't do and, that well, kind they're of not, stuff. They're not, they're not thinking about the ancestors. They're thinking about the exactly. money, the green, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when someone tries to tell me that all I um that I supposedly got into this, you know, for the money, I said, granted, yes, I I have a very successful ministry, but I do a lot of charity work. Like what? Because I have been there and done that in with dealing with domestic violence in my past. This very serious bad relationship. I got physical scars from it. So oof. I try my best. Yeah. And so I. I when a lady who's in the similar situation and everything, I don't charge her for anything. And the only payment I want is seeing her through the work she does personally for herself and me working with her to get her out of that situation, to better her life for her and her children and be the goddess and queen she's truly meant to be. You know what Amen I'm saying? Because I, uh, yes. I, mean, you know, I mean, they need that. Because Exactly. And, you know, and then also too, a, my um by the blessing of the ancestors um 
my ministry online has gone literally international. So I have a lot of folks who can't, you know, afford to pay a regular donation to have, you know, a session. But I still give them spiritual advice. I still, you know, uh, you know, depending on the person, I literally have spirit laying it on me going, you, beg, you need to give them a message. You need to give them a message. And I still give them a message anyway. You know, it all depends on the person. You know that I'm working yeah, well, with at everything, and, and, it, and it depends. And it depends on the relationship that you have with spirits. Like I have agreements with my spirits. You know, the agreement is, mm-hmm. you know, aside from those times where they're, you know, not to bother me. Even if I don't make money off of the, you know, whatever spiritual information needs to come out, if they lay it on my tongue, I have to speak it. If I don't exactly. speak it, they stop speaking to me. And I don't ever put myself in that situation. It's just like, if it's important and you need this to come out, regardless of who it is, where it is, or what it's for, I will have it come Mm -hmm. out because that's the relationship that I develop with my spirits. They keep working with me. Mm -hmm. I keep working with them. You know, it's, Oh yeah. It's like developing a very strong friendship and relationship that you would have in real life. You know, these are your best friends. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, and a lot of them are family and everything that are guiding you, that are there for you, that's working with you. And so, like I tell, you know, we were talking about earlier, it's when you have that problem relationship, you know, it's, it's a two way street. You got to, no matter how grown you think you are, there's, when you come before your ancestors and the spirits you work with, you've got to stay a gracious and humble child. You need to check your ego. Because they will give you a spiritual spanking if you think you're going to act, on, you know, unruly. I've seen it happen. Been oh, there, I have done that. So, what kind of readings? <laughs> what kind fun. of readings do you do? What kind of divination do you do? Do you do cards? Uh... I do a mixture. I do cards. I do um, pendulums. Sometimes um, I do, um, now that I I've been my lovely. Um, Big Daddy um, got me for our anniversary a bowling ball sized crystal ball. I Ooh. wasn't expecting something, <laughs> child. I, I am so blessed. I, you know, I was expecting maybe something like the size of a softball, you know, like you normally, you know, like a lot of folk like to use. And he came in with, and this thing is like almost 20 pounds. I was like, damn, okay, I'm going to do some major readings on that. And then many a times um, I do mediumship and everything. You know, and many times when that happens, it's and I've had more than one client tell me, you know, all of a sudden my accent changed, and I start talking like the person that they need to hear from, or you know, or they've been wondering who walks with them and everything, and it's like I will literally hear whatever ancestor or spirit that they need to hear from. I'll, I'll be like hearing their accent, and I've always been good at you know mimicking accents and everything, and it's like so-and-so is talking to me and this is what they want me to tell you. If this makes sense, this is what the message is. And I'll literally start talking like everything they say to me, I will repeat it in exactly as close to possible, like the way they sound. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so, you know, not even mentioning yep. the name of the spirit or anything. Yeah. Um, I think medium like one time, is one of the most awesome things, especially when they, yeah, I, I, Yes. Come at you that um, way. <laughs> yes, and also because um, one of my um, things I I do through the ministry, I do grievance counseling. 
with, you know, mediumship, you know, for people who just lost loved ones and everything, you know, so they could get, you know, those final messages. And I I love it when, you know, you get these folks that don't, you know, believe half the messages that you're telling them. You know, like I had one, one client contact me and she wanted to know about her baby daddy that had OD'd. She hasn't, mind you, she has not seen or spoken to this man in three years. Okay. I was totally describing to her how, you know, because he was showing me exactly, you know, where he was, the bar he had gotten his drugs from, you know, what time it was and, and everything because he had um, died of a heroin overdose. and But it wasn't regular heroin. It's that crap that's going around mixed with fentanyl. So yeah. he didn't get the same high like he normally does and everything. He did more. And in doing so, his body ended up having too much and he died of an OD in the bathroom. And everything. And, you know, I told her exactly where he, you know, who he got it from, described exactly and everything. And um, that, you know, the one kid was, you know, his daughter, he had left her in the truck and ran inside the bar and got it from some, like, Native American biker-looking dude. And um, so, but it wasn't a person he normally got his stuff from. And so sitting there, she's like, he wouldn't do that. I know he wouldn't do that. I'm like. You haven't seen this man in three years. How would you know? But lo and behold, that after I had spoken to her, a month later she contacted me and apologized for doubting me because she, um, she was able to talk to his mother, and she told me and confirmed everything I said. They got, yeah, they got the guy that he got the drugs from and everything, and it's like, really? I think, hmm. It's like, it's so bad you just want to be so sarcastic, but it's like, Thank you for confirming. You know, I'm sorry for your loss, but um, it didn't. But that it happens, I, you know. I've oh, had yeah. that happen oh, too. I, you know, I, oh, I, I had it happen I, with a childhood friend growing up who, you know, mm-hmm. had a relative that was uh, strangled, and oh, I even you. worked with the police department spiritually. I've done that. I've done that. Telling them oh, this very... is what I saw. This is the type of person. This is what this person looked like. Mm-hmm. This person had a scar on their face, and this is how they did it. And the the one detective was like in shock because I never went to that area. I don't know the layout of the mm-hmm. inside of the house, and literally everything I said was spot on. And he was just right. like shocked. He said, I, I don't know how you do that. I said. I communicated directly with the spirit of the person who was murdered. And, you know, this is what they, they were able told to show me. you everything. Mm-hmm. You know, now I do want to take a moment to thank a couple of people in our chat room who joined us. We've got Candelo of Candelo's Corner Radio who joined us with chat, as well as a magical <laughs> solution saying, Hey, girl, it's me. She made it. You know, Leilani. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for listening in. Oh, you know, it's awesome. also don't forget to tune in to, you know, Candelo's, you know, radio show itself, which is on, you know, Spreaker.com. It's Candelo's Corner. He's also got it's yep. 12 o'clock somewhere. So, you know, tune in, look for Candelo's. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. You can see posts online on Facebook all the time. You know, also, I wanted to make mention, too, of the Mile High Conjure, which is happening in September, the 29th and the 30th in Colorado. With such speakers, you know, they're doing uh, conjure and hoodoo and, you know, from real great people that grew up in traditions that know, 
you know, looking Dale Cambisa and Elaine Bryant and brother RJ James, Professor Ames and Beverly Smith, Professor Porterfield will be there as well as Ambrosine Legree, Michelle Jackson and Michael Cardenas, Hoodoo Senmois, as well as Miss Aida as well. You know, so that's happening on September the 29th and the 30th. You can find out information on conjuregala.com. You know. Oh, that's so, going to be awesome. Oh, it, it, that should be a phenomenal weekend. I mean, the, the lineup of people is just incredible, you know. And they're real deal spiritual workers. They're, you know, they are exactly. the real thing. They don't sugarcoat oh, yeah. anything. They don't do the fake hoodoo, pancake syrup. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very delicious to me, darling. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was funny, though, because somebody was posting about that. They did a little uh, YouTube video on this hoodoo work and it was you know like mrs butterworth <laughs> are you kidding me no I'm that's, not. that's like i was talking about before the foolishness is out there on the internet that's why you got to do the research you got to get off your lazy ass and do the work you know and yeah. you know just because it's on the internet or like on tv or on paper or whatever doesn't mean it's factual you've got to do the re- you've got to dig you know and really find the real folk you know, that are really doing the work and who are truly teaching the, the true knowledge of the traditions the correct way, Yeah, you know. And to ask, you know, there are a multitude of people online. You know, you can always ask people in these traditions, you know, hey, what do you think of so-and-so? You know, what are their credentials? You know, have you ever worked with them? You know, ask pertinent information. Exactly. Because get to know. Get we to know. don't care who it is that you go to as long as you're going to the right type of people that are going to teach you properly. Exactly. Exactly. And this is also um, talking about going to different people and everything. Are the folks that, you know, clients that come to you and, you know, you're getting a reading. Well, so-and-so told me in another reading that it was this, this, and this. Honey, I don't give a damn what the message was from them. This is what spirit is telling me right now to tell you. Okay. Yep. The it, reader, my, the reading. My fault. Exactly, because people don't realize when you're going from reader to reader, you can change the outcome of the situation. The future is never solid. Because when we're giving you those readings, it's you know a heads up of either letting you know that on the path that you're going, this is what's going to happen. So you either have the choice to either let it happen and just keep it going with the flow and down the path you're going, or you avoid it and go down a different path. And change the outcome. Exactly. You know? And the other thing, too, is, you know, you have different styles of readers. You yes. have the ones that are going to be flat out, honest, blunt, non-sugar coating that's going to tell you what it is that you need to hear. You also have the high rotors and the low rotors. The high rotors being the ones that never see anything bad. Everything is all fluffy. Everything is all roses. And it's not all roses. Life is a fucking mess. I call those the, fluff buddies. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have the, the low rotors where nothing is ever good. Everything they say, it's like, you know, you get the crap reading and this is going to happen. It's going to be horrible. It's like the scare tactic, you know. Mm-hmm. Find yourself somebody that's going to be honest and truthful to you. And if you really want information that is going to be pertinent, stick with one person, sometimes two, depending on the type of reading that you're looking for. 
But to bounce from one mm-hmm. to the other just because, oh, I want to see what this one says, or I want to see what that one has to say, or I didn't like the end yeah, that wait, this one gave me. Yeah, <laughs> yep, because they keep on shopping around until they hear what they want to hear. If you want that kind of bull crap and everything, you know, call, you know, like the old-fashioned 1-800-CALL-CLEO type of folk, yeah. you know. Yes, call <laughs> me anytime. Uh, <laughs> my cousin, my cousin um, just posted that on my thing. Could you remember this? <laughs> I think I saw that. She just, yeah, she had posted that on my page and everything. And, you know, like, you know, when I, especially like we were talking about before, when spirit comes to tell you about things, I actually um, helped out the police without even being asked. It's like I had no choice to, to tell the message. Um, I was in Palm Beach County um, working up in Jupiter at a um, urologist's office and before I was really doing my ministry full-time. I used to be medical um, billing coder. And one of the, our front desk girl, Cynthia, was out sick, so I was covering for her. And on Fridays, we did vasectomies. And we had the head sergeant of a major case um, come in and of the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department for a vasectomy. And right when he walked in, it was at noon, the news comes on, and the case that he was in charge of was about this plastic surgeon who had killed his wife, okay? And they had not been able to find her body. They had been, like, searching for over a month to try to find her body and everything. And as soon as he walked in, the story pops up, and he turns around and goes, and he, you know, oh, look, um, that's the case I'm working on. And I looked at him, and I said, uh, I just hear him, I believe him, because you need to tell him. And I'm, like, having an argument with her in my head, like, no, I can't say it. He's going to think I'm crazy. Because, no, 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 he understands. He understands. He knows about Santarina. It's okay. You could tell him. I'm like, okay, I've got to tell him. <laughs> you know, about, you know, you're going to find her body parts in about five different places out in Clearwater in, you know, Sugar King Fields. And he's like, do you know the people? I said, no, um, I was just told that you needed to know this. And lo and behold, he came back two weeks later for his checkup, and he said the information I gave him helped crack the case. And I wasn't yeah. even trying, you know, but, you know, like, but when you get that, you know, them yelling you, you need to tell him. You need to tell him. Okay, okay. Because, like, my abuelita, she'll throw the spiritual ticata at me, man, right in the back of the head. Like, you better do it. It's like, okay, I'll do it, all right? Oh, yeah. You well, they, they do. They uh, they give me sometimes like the spiritual bop on the head. Literally, I feel like somebody's <laughs> fist like hitting on the top of my uh-huh. head. And it, start, it goes numb and starts to go down it, my spine. It's just like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Exactly. 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 You know, it, that's why, yeah. you know, like when, when it comes to certain things, you know, especially if, it's, if my abuelita Irene is saying anything, it's like, uh-huh, yes, ma'am. I won't even dare even argue with her. Uh, no, I, but you know that I, also I never, brings, you know that also brings us up to you know paying attention to the signs that we receive from our spirits. You know, yes, I have friends that say sometimes I they call it the freaky bursts. You know, <laughs> I will be in the middle of a reading and spirit will start talking to me, and when I hit right on the nose where I know myself that I am a hundred percent right on, my body jerks. Like somebody just shook me oh, wow. and it's like, I call I it get, the freaky burst I because it's just like, 
you know, well, yeah. I mean, being in Santeria and being in other traditions, you know, I'm sure that you have had spirit come down on you before or ride you. Oh. And yes. those times where you want to run and fight it <laughs> and you try <laughs> shaking it off. And, and for me, ain't happening. <laughs> For, mm-hmm. uh, for me, they know. It's just like, no, I don't want that right now. But my whole body from head to toe will shake. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, somebody just exactly. saying, yes, right on. You know, but you have uh-huh. nuances, you know. And as you develop your medium skills and you work with your ancestors, you know, it's not just voices that you pay attention to. It's the feelings. It's the, the weird things, whether the hair stands up on your skin or you get the goosebumps, whether you get flashes of images, whether you get tingles, whether it feels like people are bopping you on the head. All of these little nuances, you know, have particular meanings, and the more you work with oh, them, yeah. the more you realize what those particular meanings are. You know, like the bop on the mm-hmm. head for me is, I'm not leaving you alone. Do this. You know. Yeah, honey, do it now. <laughs> the the exactly. little freaky bursts. The freaky burst for me mm-hmm. is you're right on the money. You know, you just hit a very sensitive topic that the client didn't ask about, but this is what they needed to know. And, you know, or, I or, also tapped a box of Kleenex. <laughs> oh, all the time. Yes. You know, I, I don't oh, know yeah. what it is, you know, especially for some reason, people that have an affinity towards lilac, you know, the, the lilac bush. Uh-huh. I hate yes. that smell. I'm allergic to it. <laughs> oh, no. But that's one oh. of the strongest smells that I will smell from spirit that and you get, has that particular and you start getting flower. a Yes. You know, uh-huh. and so... Flowers, cigars, you know, uh, certain types of colognes that I'm actually familiar mm-hmm. with, um, they'll waft yep. by to say, mm-hmm. well, I don't know exactly who it is that I'm speaking to because they're not showing me. I said, but they are giving me this particular smell or this scent, you know, and normally mm-hmm. that's enough for the person to understand exactly who it is that I'm exactly. referring to because they're giving it to me for a reason. You know, that there's no coincidence mm-hmm. that, you know, Grandpa smoked, you know, apple flavored tobacco out of a pipe. Right. You know, you know and it's I, like with me. <laughs> I, I've actually, what I've had friends that I, you know, because over the, you know, years, I really don't ask other people for readings because I've always been blessed. When it's time for me to get some information from spirit, Spirit will lay it on one of my good friends that are fellow readers or divinitors, and they'll literally, you know, contact me saying, girl, in my <laughs> dreams, I need to tell you something. This blah, 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 blah is going on. And like, you know, recently one of my, you know, very dear friends, she's Mexican, you know, okay, has a very thick Spanish accent. All of a sudden starts talking in a nice southern Georgia accent, sounding just like my, you know, my grandmother Henrietta that walks with me. And, and she's, like, even telling me, she goes, I don't know who it is, honey, but I can hardly understand her. She's talking really soft and slow and southern and everything, but I still can't understand her. And she, all of a sudden, as soon as she said that, she just started talking like her, you know, because. <laughs> well, she wanted to make sure that you knew who it was, you know. Oh, I, 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 knew, it, I knew it. As soon as she said soft, slow, southern accent, I knew it was my grandma Henrietta. Um, she's, it was the old school conjurer. She's from, um what they call low country. She's originally from Brunswick, Georgia area, which is just okay. south of Savannah. And, and, you know, anytime it's like, 
and her thing was always trying to tell me, baby, everything is okay. Out of all her grandbabies, that's why she always called me baby. That was her name for me. And I, as soon as she said it, just like her, because you got to remember, my friend's natural accent is very thick, you know, Mexican accent, okay? She's originally from Mexico. She's a devotee of Santa Muerte. And uh, so, I love Santa Muerte. And, <laughs> oh, me too. Actually, you know, before I even got into Santa Maria and everything, I had always been, you know, in one way or another, I'd worked with her since I was a child um, due to being around my one of my uh, very dear friends, Esmeralda, when we were kids. Both our grandmother's um, little retirement community was in Kerrville, Texas. They were neighbors. And during the summertime, they were allowed to have their grandkids come and visit. So, you know, there was many times I went and spent a week at, at Grandpa and Grandma. And so she was my little friend I got to play with. And, you know, her abuelita had, you know, the huge shrine going on. And, I, you know, I never, you know, something just told me not to ask questions but just watch. You know what yep. I'm saying? And I had always had been fascinated with her. And with, the, the you know, through my spiritual path, you know, no matter – you know, I've always seen her in her different skies, you know, through other deities and other traditions, letting me know, like, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I've got well, a you know, for you, darling. You know. You know, the spirit of death, you know, comes for everyone. It's non-judgmental. Oh, yeah. It doesn't care if you're rich, exactly. poor, young, old. Exactly. You know. Exactly. I try to teach I, people and I've about, you know. With, I worked with her mm-hmm. for, for years. I still do because. Oh, yeah. She is one of the fairest spirits that I have worked with because there is no judgment, you know. Exactly. It is what it is. She don't care what your skin tone is, what what you got in the bank. Nope. We nope. all you know got to meet up with her sometime. Yeah. You know, either and she takes you right at birth or she allow you to live to a hundred and something years old. You know. Yeah. And it's your time. It's your time. You know. And mm-hmm. she stands a lot for justice. You know, she stands yes. and fights for those that, you know, have been oppressed and have been put down. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's a, a beautiful energy, you know, and a lot of people oh, yeah. misunderstand, you know. Well, because the there's a lot of crap of out there in the media and everything, you know, trying to, you know, discredit her and all that stuff. And it's like I had this one ignorant Christian woman start going off and saying that she's satanic. I said, one, she has nothing to do with Satanism whatsoever. And if you really do your research and everything, um, you can read about her in the Old Testament when she went through and took the firstborn at the command of God, you know, during the, you know, the ten plagues of Egypt with Moses and all them. She's an angel. You know, her other name is Azriel. You know, yeah. people need and, to realize. But they, know, don't, but they don't want to learn. You know, they don't want to take course. that time. You know, it, it's you know, like I said, it's and It's easy to sit there and judge when you don't understand. It's easy to sit there and use whatever religion or tradition or sacred book that you believe to promote your own, you know, judgments your own hatred your own you know and uh, there's a lot of people that follow the good books the correct way but there's also those that use it for their own personal you know negative life you know they find the nasty or the loopholes or well the bible says this and you know 
The, the Bible is That's a beautiful book. That's why I recently posted on my ministry page about that and everything, you know, trying to tell people you need to learn the difference. These evangelicals that are running around are not true Christians and they're not true of what, you know, the original teachings were. You know, he's about love, about understanding, charity, kindness. They're doing the complete opposite, you know. I call them what they, um, born-again hypocrites. You know, yeah, it's like me coming me, straight the, out the broom closet. They're condemning me for what I do and everything that, you know, I'm going to hell for, you know, you know, doing tarot readings and stuff. But if, but if I'm in there speaking in tongues and making prophecy in the name of God, having the gift of prophecy in the church, it's okay. But you're doing the same the thing I'm doing. the gift of discernment, you know, or the gift of discernment, yes. you know. Exactly. The, the, the Holy Spirit, it does state the Holy Spirit gives people gifts, you know, mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit, you are able to talk in tongues. You are able to do healings. You are able to, you know, discern among spirits. You know, you are able to prophesize. You know, you are working with a spirit, the Holy Spirit. You know, these are gifts that we were already given. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know the, but the, they're they divine gifts. You know, they get of distorted course. because... It's outside the textural context of the actual book. So mm-hmm. therefore, you know, it's got to be, you know, negative. It's got to be of the devil. And it's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, I you know, know, because, I, you know, that's why I tell people when it comes to organized religion, especially with churches and everything, there's a reason why cult and church both start with the same letter. The only difference between, you know, a major, major organized, you know, you know, religion like that and a cult is, how many members they got? You know, you got one person telling you out of pulpit, you know, you've got to believe this way, you got to dress this way, you got to eat this way, you got to do this. this. I'm sorry, I'm not one of those type of people you can tell what to do on that. You know, like, like for instance, See, I, I can never at, be, you know, a part of a spiritual practice that you know spreads hate like that. You know, or a spiritual religion, you know, that does that where you know they preach one thing but do the complete opposite. You know, now I know like, a lot of people that you know are devout Christians that see through, you know, that type of situation and live the actual good life because they look at the book and they say, look, you know, here's a guidebook, a book of love stories, a book of here's how to live a better life, you know, to be kind to one another, to love each other, exactly. you know, to not do harm to people, to not kill anybody. I mean, these are basic tenets of what we should learn growing up as, you know, family members, you know, and kids, you know, how to live a good life and how to treat other people in, in the world. And exactly. But we get stuck, you know, I mean, I've been, I've been baptized. I don't know how many different times in different religions, you know, Southern Baptists love Southern (laughs) Baptists. Sometimes, sometimes I don't, Mm -hmm. It, it depends on the church. It depends on the people, you know, Exactly. I think what one of the things that we run into a lot in any religion or any tradition is people's own personality conflicts and their own egos. You know, I am on a mission he hit the nail. of this. Uh-huh. You know, yes. And nothing. And I will find whatever it is that I need to find to back up what my thoughts are, rather than mm-hmm. talking about. We 
done beat each other up so many times. Why don't we try lifting each other up? Let's focus on the good parts. You know, there's plenty of bad things in life that we can deal with already other than saying, oh, you're going to hell because of this, and you're going to hell because of that, and sister so-and-so, you know, this is why this is happening. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, let's stop placing blame. We are human. Let's start saying, what do we need to do to try and help lift you up and get you into a better spot? You know, what does a good book say that we should focus on? Love, compassion, understanding, wisdom. And and when they start doing that, you know, judgmental stuff, I constantly throw it up there. I said, y'all need to go back into Matthew and remember the words of Christ where he says, judge if you be judged. You don't be doing that kind of stuff because how you judge another folk, guess what? You're going to be judged that way and you're going to have a worse punishment. Why yeah. look, and it's not just in that tradition. You know? That's in your brother's eye instead of the splinter that's in yours. You know. Yeah, you know, and it's not you know it's not just in you know Christian tradition. I mean, we see it in all traditions. You know, especially these days. I know. You know exactly. And everybody has lost the fundamental basics. I don't want to say everybody. Of love um, and respect. Of love, love and respect. respect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we just can't. That's we can't get it, along. Yeah, and. Uh, that's one of the main reasons why I am honored to be ordained through the Unitarian Church. We recognize all paths to the divine. Well, you know, no matter how you want to Amen. walk your path, as long as you do it in love and you know, in respect. If you know, you want to say pray to a goddess, you want to pray to you know the a god, you know, Loa, Arisha, whatever, you know. It don't matter. As long as you show your fellow human being love and respect, that's all that matters. You know, there's some, what, old, you know there's some old books, and I can't remember the name of it mm-hmm. offhand. But I remember years ago when I was really gung-ho on reading and studying and learning, you know, spirituality and everything else, that there is a hierarchy of angels, mm-hmm. and it's put in a... It looks like a pyramid shape. You know, you may have that one God, doesn't matter what you call God, but you've got one God at the very top. Underneath God, you have, you know, the Orishas, the Lua, you have, you know, the spirits of Apollo, you have the major deities of different traditions. Underneath that, you have helpful angels, you have the seraphim. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the thousands and thousands of angels and spirits that are underneath God, you know, all leading to the same place, all trying to help us get to that next plane of existence. Exactly. You know, and that's why I try to live by that philosophy with my ministry. I'm just, you know, I had somebody recently call me a spiritual leader and I said, I ain't leading nobody. Nowhere. I guide them. I show them, you know, you can go here, you can go there, or go here. But if they take the path, that's up to them. I ain't forcing nobody down up, you know. You know, I try to show them what's already within them. Because that's what, I, you know, a, a true teacher would do. You know, make you realize you already have the knowledge within you. You just need to relearn it. You know? And, and you do. And sometimes it's not relearning. Sometimes you just have to learn it because you just don't know it. You know, it's like, I look forward, you know, I used to cringe when the uh, Jehovah Witnesses would knock on my door when they go around door to door in my area. (laughs) (laughs) The the past year, I've had it happen a couple of times where 
I will actually stand out on the porch and engage in like an hour long conversation about God from a multitude of different angles and traditions. And they sit there and they look at me. And of course, you know, they've got the one train, you know, that's the only train they know of is their path. Right. And, you know, I explained to him, I was like, look, I said, I have a very unique view on God, religion, traditions. I said, I have studied a multitude of religions around the world. I said, and, you know, when we strip away all the hoopla and all the crap and we get to the core, I said, here's the core of almost every tradition. It's to live a good life, to treat people good, to have compassion, to love one another, to try and elevate ourselves to be as close to whether you want to call it God, the maker, spirit. I said, it makes no difference. I said, all the other right. things are smoke and mirrors. You know, exactly. it's the core of every single one that remains pretty much the same. Exactly. And are, you know, they're really dumbfounded when they hear me and everything, you know, because, you know, I'm a female and they can't believe how much knowledge I have, especially when it comes to the Bible. You know, I always, I always know that they're going to want to talk about the King James version of the Bible, but I'm like, yes. what translation? I mean, I can go all the way to the Arabic, honey. Let's rock. All right. <laughs> they're, they're like, what? It's like, well, um, I do have doctorates in metaphysics and religious sciences. They're like, you do? But you're a woman. You're an ordained minister. But you're a woman. And it's like, yeah. Because, like, where I'm in Minnesota, I mean, literally a population of 123, and they still find me, you know? And so it's like, 120, so it's that's like, it, 123. Okay. Uh huh. I'm I'm big time reclusive, and <laughs> me me and big cities don't really get along. You know, I grew up a country girl, and you know, and I, I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid. But after you know my travels, living like the gypsy that you know I am at heart, I I realized that when I'm in big cities, I only can handle it you know so much that I literally feel you know suffocated, claustrophobic. And everything, and I I got to get away from everyone and all their energy and everything. I kind of know that feeling. And you know, that, I'm more of a country person at you know, heart myself. Unfortunately, I'm stuck in a ghetto, but you know, oh. it's the family ghetto. You know, I was born and raised two blocks from here. I'm living in a family house that was my great aunt's. My grandmother lived a block away from here. Uh-huh. You know, so uh-huh. someday though, oh, I, I, I want to go to Florida. I want to go to Florida. I don't uh-huh. want any more freezing cold, snow. I don't want to shovel. What? <laughs> Well, Florida, let me tell you this way, honey. Florida ain't all that. One, they got major hurricanes, and there's a reason why this um, state is shaped like a penis, because they'll try to screw you anywhere they can. Try being in upstate New York. Actually, I've been in upstate New York um, many times, and it's beautiful. Oh, it Um, is, but, you know, they kill us us with taxes like you wouldn't believe. We are, like, one of the next counties. I think we're like the second highest taxed state in the country. Oh, I'm not surprised. That's thanks to like New York City and those type of folks and everything. And oh, yeah, you know, orange Cheetos that are in office. Oh, orange my Cheetos. God. <laughs> uh, so tell us about your. I, now you have a radio show too, right? Um, yeah, I'm on actually on a hiatus from it at the moment, taking a break. Um, I never expected 
I never got into it trying to be famous or anything. Um, I just wanted to, you know, help, especially the younger people, because I always remember what it was like growing up not having, you know, that proper teacher and the proper guides that, you know, to help me through my spiritual walk and learn about my, you know, gifts and, you know, my spirituality without, you know, someone, you know, telling me I'm going to hell or you're crazy or anything like that. And I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, very dear friends of mine that, you know, come on the show and some of them, you know, are not as, you know, in the communities um, at first were not as as popular. And um, a very gracious young lady who's actually listening right now, it was so cute when I asked her to be on my show and Leilani, you know, I'm talking about you, girl. I love you so much. Um, It was so cute when I asked her her to be on my show. She's 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 like, me? Why do you want me? It was so cute how humble she was. It was absolutely adorable. I loved it. Um, and it's like, honey, I'm not, you know, like I tell other people, I'm not about having Mr. or Mrs. Popular on the show. I'm about having legit people, true teachers of their craft and their traditions, you know, that the young folk that are listening to the show, we give just enough information to tantalize the taste buds and make them want to go contact and start learning, either through watching, you know, the YouTubes are actually contacting the person, start working with them one-on-one if they provide those type of, you know, classes, you know, if they have books, whatever, you know. And, um, but unfortunately, you know, when doing stuff like that, it, it puts you out there and then the trolls come out. Oh, yeah, you know, well, we know that. Okay. But Leilani says she yeah. loves you too, by the way, because she did hear you. Just, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Leilani, but you're you my girl, you. baby. Look. This show is because, you know, there are so many great spiritual people, you know, and I use the name divination in my title because it is about the divine. It's not about just the reading. It's not about just the yes or the no. It's about your spiritual well-being, you know, on all levels, you know. Whether it's divination, whether it is the path that you walk on, you know, divination comes in many forms, you know, it's our, also our connection to the divine, whether it is Santeria or Apollo or Spiritismo or whether it is, you know, Voodoo, Hinduism, it makes no difference, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And I call it the divination love. You know, and I call it the divination table because, you know, this is where we put all of our cards. We lay all our cards on the table mm-hmm. because I also don't do, you know, candy coating. I tell it like it is. Here's all the cards. This is it. This is what we're going to tell you. This is what's on the table. I'm laying it all out uh-huh. in the open. But I want people to see. Oh, I want yeah. people to know that, you know, look, you know. There are so many different people. Maybe you're going to click with one particular guest on our show. Maybe you're going to like one right. thing that they have to say that's going to help you along exactly. your path or push mm-hmm. you to want to learn even more, which is why I love different forms of divination, you know, bones and cards mm-hmm. and charms and, you know, dominoes. And, I mean, nuts and bolts. People throw nuts and bolts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and also I forgot to add. I sometimes I do dice, and also I um, do my Ouija board too. See, I've never done Ouija myself I, actually, personally. Actually, um, I I always laugh when I see people freak out about the board because of all the misconception bullshit that's been said to people. And it's like I try to tell people it's a divination tool. 
what it is is to help you. It's, the board itself is not the key that opens up, you know, the door to the spirit world that connects you. It's a concentration tool for you to use your penile gland, which is the key that, you know, that gives you that divine connection, especially if you have it majorly decalcified to the spirit world. Yes. And if, but yeah. if it's in the hands of someone who don't know, who has the talent to do that and has that natural grip, but not the proper training, that's when you get the bullshit. And then you're calling yeah. on someone like us to come in and clean up the mess, you know? Right. But it's like with, it's like with everything. I mean, each individual is the portal themselves. And if you don't exactly. take the proper steps to train and learn and develop these skills, one, you don't know what you're actually opening the portal to. If you're just opening Great up time. to whatever spirit is near you, heck, I live a block away from mm-hmm. the cemetery. And there's oh, some well, nasty no. people. Mm-hmm. There's some nasty people up in that, yep. you know. And there's exactly. people that have not like, crossed over and spirits that walk looking for a light. And they can see that uh-huh. light miles away. And if you're open oh, yeah. and you're not yep. training yourself and you're just saying, hey, exactly. whatever comes in, comes in, that's the Russian roulette game. You know, you're going to get oh, whatever no. it that's is. What, that's one of the leading causes of schizophrenia and everything is that these people are, are naturally clairaudient. And since they don't have the proper spiritual training or knowing anything about the spirit world like we do, you know, the you know, malevolent spirits out there like to take advantage of them, you know, to manipulate them and make them do bad things and everything. That's why um, I, you know, teach a lot of my clients about anointing the crown chakra, you know, mostly just using like lavender or lavender and peppermint essential oils on the five points, you know, doing the middle of the forehead, left and right temple, and then underneath the neck, um, uh, what they call the nap of the neck right underneath the hairline, the left and right side, where you make the pinnacles. So you are yeah. literally anointing yourself and you're spiritually covered so they can't attach themselves to you. I actually um, been very blessed to work with, because um, sometimes I help my old man out at the beauty supply store that he runs in Minneapolis. And one of the clients that comes in there, she's the head nurse at Franklin Mental Hospital. And I got her to get them to start giving lavender aroma um, treatments to the patients. And they've seen major health benefits. And yes. they're starting also to recognize a lot of these mental problems is caused by spirit. Yeah. Because you know, it's not, you know, no. there are crazies, but then there are mm-hmm. spiritual people that are just in need of complete cleansing and help and training. You know, yes, I was exactly. blessed, you know, I was blessed at a younger age, you know, when I say younger age, I was like 18, 19, when I started studying uh-huh. with my very first teacher, you know, ever up until that point, it was all self-study. It was all learning from books. It was all developing on my own and doing exercises. But I met this mm-hmm. wonderful woman um, who was a priestess in a, an Egyptian type tradition. And, you know, mm-hmm. She was kind of well-known in this area. She was on the radio. She had a weekly show on PIX106, which was a rock and roll channel, so they called her the rock and roll witch of PIX106. Um, but she was very humble, very down-to-earth. She taught me so much, you know, and guided me, you know. And we used to play some fun games. We used to play, you know, spiritual hide-and-seek, 
where, you know, the person would give you something of theirs and they would go and lock themselves mm-hmm. in the bathroom and you would have to walk and hide it someplace. And the person would have to come out and they would have to try and spiritually find it, you know, using their hands, using whatever senses spiritually they have connections to. And I'll tell you, this woman was like spot on. She would literally walk out of the bathroom and she would follow your exact footsteps Regardless of where you went, you could go to three, four different rooms in the house, and she would follow mm-hmm. the exact path that she went through, and even she touch would things. Your going, energy trail. And mm-hmm. and she would even touch things, going and say, "No, nope, I don't think I'm going to put it here." And it was literally like word for word what anybody actually said. And then she would come right to this point where she felt the energy stop, and her hand would mm-hmm. automatically go right to it. You know, and and these were games that she taught to help us develop, you know, these little skills because they were fun, but they kept it interesting, you know, and even without um, the full knowledge, you understood exactly what it was that you were doing. Exactly. And when I was, you know, you know, as a kid growing up, I come to find out my adoptive father um, used to be a Shriner and everything. And, um, I always wondered why he always, you know, it was, he never really, you know, made fun of me or anything compared to the rest of the family. You know, he was just always, you know, she's just a little different, you know. But um, Mm -hmm. he would take advantage of me, as I say, using sight and locate, you know, for something. Like, he would misplace his wallet. Baby girl, have you seen my wallet? And I'd be like, oh, it's, and I I would picture it right in my mind's eye. You know, spirit be letting me know it's it's right on top, top of your dresser, right behind the lamp. Um, it's underneath uh, your hanky. And he would go in his room. I hadn't even been in the bedroom to even, you know, physically see it. You know, but I, I, I would just know, you know, type of, you know. And another, um, one of my favorite teachers, he's no longer with us, and I'm blessed to have his ashes on my altar, was my, um, he was known as the Frog Prince of New Orleans, Joseph Zappa. And um, he used to do readings down there um, in the Jackson Square. And I remember he would, besides doing the right or wait, he first taught me was through the playing cards. And one of the things he would do to make us really develop uh, our, you know, third eye sight and everything was start learning the different, you know, like picture in your mind, like when you'd hold up the card, Okay, tell me what color is it, you know, like, is it belong to, like, a black set or a red set? And then you start concentrating, okay, what set did this, you know, was it clubs, was it diamonds, you know, et cetera. And then you start going into, like, okay, is, is it queen, is it the three of cups, is, you know, you know, right. is it the three of hearts, you know, type of thing. And this man, he was so in tune, and I still to this day have not met anybody who was like this, where I seen him give a reading to somebody. And he never, he laid down all the cards in the Celtic cross, told them their reading and everything, and did not flip over the cards. But well, when you he started the to. reading, he flipped. Oh, I know. And I, I, you know, <laughs> I'm 15 years old watching this, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. You know, and it, he just flipped the cards right over afterwards. And, and, I mean, me and the customer's mouth is, you know, on the floor. It's like, wow. You yeah, know, I mean, just, sometimes you know, are in tune, you can read anything. And I gave somebody a reading yeah. for 2018 in the beginning of the year from a bowl of mm-hmm. goulash. 
I was joking hey. around in I was joking around in one of the uh, Facebook groups, and somebody accidentally mm-hmm. posted a picture of their first meal for 2018. They meant to post it on their their profile page, but they accidentally posted it in the group. So I joked around with it, and uh, a couple minutes later, I was like, you know, I could really actually do this. So I sat there and was like, okay, somebody post a picture of your first meal, 2018, and I'll give you a reading on it. So somebody posted up a bowl of goulash. And I looked at it and I laughed and I proceeded to type out probably almost two pages worth of comments based on Ooh. that bowl of goulash. And they came back and it was just like, holy shit, how the hell do you get that from a bowl of freaking macaroni? And everything that I had said, everything that I had said was literally spot on. And it was everything that they had planned, everything that was going on, things that they had in their mind that they want to do, and all the things that were getting in the way. And she's like, I, I don't understand how you could get that from a bowl of macaroni. I said, well, when you divine, and you are also mm-hmm. somebody like myself that's also a very symbolic reader, you know, spirit points out shapes. They point out images. Yes. They point out lines. They point out imagery of you know things that i'm already familiar with so like you know i read lenormand cards i read tea cards i read tea leaves you know i have certain images you know bones it doesn't make any difference because when you're in tune spirit is going to sit there and say hey pay attention to this what is it that you're seeing and they're going to put together a story and that's a lot of it is putting together the actual story in words that somebody can understand that makes mm-hmm. sense and is cohesive, you know, yes or no's are great, but, you know, to lay something down in a full spread and start with the beginning thought and develop the entire storyline. So everything mm-hmm. flows, you know, that's an art that takes, you know, years of practice and, you know, oh, yeah. new and new readers need to understand that, you know, it's going to take years of practice to get that yep. comfortable, to create exactly. a very beautiful storyline, whether it's a good story or a bad story makes no difference. It's still comes across as a story, you know, exactly. when you do that, you know, it's phenomenal, you know. I've had oh, yeah. some really great it's readings beautiful. from people. Normally, I don't let people read me myself. Normally, I do every once in a while um, if I need to know something that's going on. Um, but it's most of the time it's spiritually oriented. Like, okay, why am I having such an issue in this area of my life or that I have always had in this area of my life? And mm-hmm. nothing I have done has helped or changed it. So there's got to be something deeper. So I'll have somebody do a reading on that spiritually oh, yeah. to find out. We need okay. that outside voice sometimes. You know, having, you know every day things, having these type of gifts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyday things I don't want to know because I'm a Scorpio and you know what Scorpios love to do. <laughs> we love to overanalyze. We love to sit and think. We don't like to let go. I so I find myself beating myself up over and over again. So if somebody gives me bad news, guess what? Rising. I feel you. I, it's going to happen because I'm going to end up make it. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
you know, and it, you know, like I tell folk all the time, because, you know, like I said, you know, about 80% of my clients are fellow, you know, workers and readers and everything. And like I tell them all the time, you know, the curse of having these gifts is that we have, you know, the ability to see into other folks' lives, but many times because of our emotions, we're blind to our own lives. And that's why, you know, we need to have that outside voice to say, hey, this is what's going on. This is the reason why this is happening. And this is what you need to do about it. Because many times when we try to, you know, do that divination and reading for ourselves, our emotions get in the way and we end up seeing what we want to see, not what we need to see. Cause still, oh, yes. You know. <laughs> I, I've tried, I've tried yeah. throwing bones for myself and I'll throw them Mm-mm. and I'll look down and instantly I'll be like, yep, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, Right, because uh, mm-hmm. my my body, my mind, body, spirit, uh, my ancestors, everybody just looks at me. It's just like, yeah, you don't want to hear it. You're not uh-huh. going to look for it. Uh, we, you know, because we do. Exactly. We pick and choose what we want to hear. And you know? so, if it's Which really bugging us on the subconscious, that's why we need to, you know, say, hey, you know, I have a couple girlfriends of mine that I can go to, and they can come to me and everything. Because, and you know, hey, something's really bugging me. Can you tell me a couple cards? you know, about such and such, you know, to let me, you know, I would do it for myself, but with all the emotions, I'm just too close to the situation, you know, and (laughs) sometimes, you know, you know, we can't, you know, granted, we're great at, you know, telling everybody else's business to them and everything, but, you know, like we're saying, we don't want to hear the shit from ourselves, especially when it's really, you know, something's going on. Whether you like it or not, you're, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna find out about it. Cause spirit, if they're determined to tell you a message, they'll literally come up to you and one punch you um, right in the face, saying you yep. gotta listen, whether you like it or not. And you're sitting and there that's going, normally, TMI, TMI. And that's normally when I get my messages. <laughs> yeah. So I I wait for the spiritual smack. I, I, I'm the same way too. I'm I'm a Capricorn sun, a Piscean moon. And I got a, you know, scorpion rising, honey. Trust me, I'm as stubborn as they get, you know. And so, so it, we have another person who just coast. joined chat named Marie. Oh, that's my girl. That's the Hollywood witch, Marie Vargas. Hey, hey, hey. The best she goes, PR oh, my God, patience. Am I on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. You in the chat room, baby. Thank you for joining in. Oh, I'm very blessed. She's awesome. Um, I highly recommend her, you know, to anyone, especially if they're trying to really get their brand out there and, um, you know, do their thing, you know, with their, you know, spiritual business. She's definitely one that, you know, to contact, you know. I mean, we got several different people um, now, you know, being on different paranormal and spiritual shows, you know, they're going to be like either on Hulu or you know, on the regular cable TV, and it's it's all really doing really great. You know? Nice. Well, I love to hear all that because you know, spirituality and as a whole needs to come out more. You know, yeah. one of the things I kind of was upset at, you know, even though I don't always agree with it, is the removal of prayer from schools, um, because I believe that religion plays a very important role in young people's lives spirituality you know i feel that once when they took that it had created a whole new change 
for young people. Oh yeah, you know? well, yeah, I I can I totally respect the fact you know of people not you know pushing a certain religious base or spirituality you know in the schools because we are made of several different types in this country, but it still mm-hmm. allow the freedom of if they want to take a moment of silence before they start a test because no matter what you do, them kids are praying that they pass that damn test so they don't get grounded. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, because I'm just, I'm just saying, not pushing a, you know, a certain. I'm just praying I, I make totally it through and don't have to repeat. <laughs> but you know, people, all, all spiritualities, no matter what you want to call it, everybody prays, in one shape or yes. form. You know, you know, in their traditions, and that freedom should not have been taken away. That's no. where and that, you know, I'm not in agreement with. You know, but religion. Right. I can totally respect because, like you said, you need to respect everyone's religious beliefs. But if this, you know, if a Muslim kid needs to, you know, at lunchtime go do their thing and everything, allow them to go do it without being shamed and everything. If, right. You know, if the little Christian group, you know, group want to have a little Bible club at their school for their fellow Christians at the school, after school with all the other clubs, allow it, you know. Right. And that's what they should do. You know. You know, and I think that when they took that away from everybody – you know, it, mm-hmm. it formed a, a rift in spiritual oh, yeah. lives because, you know, people oh, yeah. need it. They need the grounding. They need the spiritual connection, regardless of religion, tradition, background, you know, ethnicity. It makes no difference. You know, exactly. it, it gives the image to the children that these things are not important. And, that, and, and that's they what's really, important. you know, messing up everything. Because, you know, when it comes to spirituality, there's a certain respect to it. And because yes. of loss of spirituality, there's a loss of respect. Because there's yeah. no, no more respect for the, you know, because if you study, you know, sociology and everything of the ancient cultures from around the world, everybody did some kind of ancestral worship and work. And, you know, and having that love respect of taking care of the your loved ones that have passed. And that type of you know, way of thinking and being is lost in this country. Yep. And since people in the, since they don't have that respect, it seems like each generation is getting worse and worse. Because I know, yeah, like, they're not being, they're you know, not being taught. I know. They're not being taught. I, they're not being exactly. shown. They're being shown. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about me. It's all about me. Stomp on, step on, kick, spit at, do whatever you got to do to get ahead for yourself and screw everybody else. And oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you know it's, like, it's all about my, everybody. My, I know, and it's absolutely ridiculous the way it is. You know, the lack of respect. You know, that's coming up in the you know communities and everything. It just breaks my heart because I know if I acted with some of the traditions that I'm initiated in, and when I was going through my things and everything with them, if I even thought it, let alone did it. I would have been spiritually and physically had an asshole for my elders, you know, and it's like, oh, no, 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 you know, and it's, that's why, you know, in half these Facebook groups, I don't even belong to them anymore or participate in them and everything, you know, because of the foolishness and the ego, you know, and it's like, and a blessing and a curse about looking younger than your age this is not ego talking. This is talking from, you know, dealing with these, you know, disrespectful young people. Um, they get to talking to me, and I guess because of my pictures, I, I don't look like I'm in my 40s. They think I'm, you know, their age, you know, you know mid-20s and everything. And I was like, 
they come talking to me, and when I try, you know, to correct them about how, you know, they're talking to me, they're like, who the fuck do you think you're? I said, honey, I'm old enough to be your mama. Okay? Don't even try me. And they're like, oh, my God, how? And then when I tell them, I was like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. I'm so sorry, Miss Patience. I'm so sorry. And it's like, yeah, that's what I thought, you know? <laughs> and Because if I had acted that way and everything, ooh, no, 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 no. You, well, you know it was a different world. On the world. Yeah, you know it was a different world when yeah. we grew up, though. You know. Oh, true that. I mean, yeah. in public schools, you still got your ass built. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, my mom, my mom went to went to school with the nuns. You know, I uh, went to a Christian. I went to an all boys Christian military school. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's my list of schools. Uh, um. First and second grade, I went to St. Mark's Episcopalian. Uh, third through eighth, I went to Lake Park Baptist, which is Southern Baptist. And then my freshman year of high school, I went to, um, what should I call it, Missouri um, Academy, all-girls Roman Catholic school, and um, Jupiter Christian was non-denominational Pentecostal. <laughs> and they, <laughs> yes. And my freshman year, after I got kicked out the last time for being a little defiant little brat because I hated wearing uniforms, um, put it this way, when the movie The Craft came out, I was told I was the brown-eyed version of Nancy. I love Nancy. Okay. She was a hot mess. She was a hot mess. Okay. I would, be wearing, I would be wearing my uniform, but I would have, like, the long gothic skirt underneath, you know, instead of wearing my penny loafers like I'm supposed to. I'm wearing granny boots and the black lipstick and, oh, yeah. I mean, I remember in eighth, I remember in eighth grade at Lake Park Baptist, um, I, I, first time I ever started really dyeing my hair jet black, um, I had got it cut and feathered like Joan Jett and everything because yep. she was like my favorite, you know, female punk rocker. And I came, it was actually cool, you know, fall day, um, surprisingly from Florida. I had, you know, it was actually, you know, cold enough and everything um, for me to actually wear pants because um, back then the school didn't have uniforms, but normally um, above uh, 50 degrees or above girls had to wear skirts. And everything, but if it was below 50 degrees, then you're allowed to wear pants, and it could not be jeans. Well, I wore black jeans anyways, with black high top, you know, Converse high top, black leather jacket with all my punk rock um, pins on it and everything. And uh, my, like I said, my hair's cut in southern, just like Joan Jett. Me and my girls come walking through the hallway, and the one PE teacher looks at me and goes, "Oh shit, here comes Joan Jett in the black heart." It's like, cool. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment, man. And then I got called down to the principal office for, you know, wearing inappropriate clothes because I look like a Satanist because I was wearing all black. Uh, yeah, well, you know, they do that all, they do that all the time. I got stuck in military <laughs> uniforms all the time, so it was just everybody looked the uh-huh. same. You know. Oh, I know. But, you know, we I, are at the one hour and a half mark. Woo. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I did want to ask, you know, for our wonderful listeners, you know, anybody that wanted to be able to get a hold of you, how they would reach out to you, how do they contact you for a reading or services, you know, should they want to? Um, they can contact me through my ministry's Facebook page. Um, it's Reverend Patient Spiritual Ministry. Um, when you type it in, you put um, Rev Pay Spirit Ministries is the short version of it. It should pop right up. Um, they can PM me through there, or um, 
my personal ones, um, Patient Smith. They could, you know, message me um, that way through the Facebook. Um, I strictly, you know, run my connections through that. Um, everything is, you know, either I can do a phone call, we can do, you know, Skype, or some of my ladies and everything because either, you know, they got kids running around and they can't really concentrate or they got to be real secretive of, you know, no one can know that they're getting a reading. I even text them to them, you know, what I see, <laughs> you know, the message. I have, you know, and, you know. It, but you, you do what you got to do, you know. No, no, I'm not you surprised. Know? <laughs> and, and, and then, I, like, I had one lady, first time she ever got a reading, she's like, I'm not sitting right in front of you. How how can you do this? I said, one, we are always interconnected. We are all one. So, you know, just without any, you know, major help, if we're, you know, truly, you know, in tuned and everything, we don't need the person in front of us. But thanks to technology, we are actually spiritually connected to each other because our phones, you know, the smart ones, the laptops, the desktops all have coarse crystals. And that's how, you know, the web works. And thanks to technology, as soon as I, someone contacts me, thanks to the course crystals, boom, we're connected to each other. And that's how, you know, I can be able to, you know, be having somebody contact me from Australia, Sweden, Malaysia, India, um, you know, all over, you know, the world and be able to still, you know, concentrate, do what I got to do, hear that message from spirit and, you know, give them the message they need to hear. You know, and, that's and what I it's, love, it's been a, it's been a blessing. I, I love doing this. You know, especially you know when it's always confirmation of good news. Personally, you know, I hate being bare of bad news, but I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. You know, I'm going to be just like you know, what's what I call it? Whoopi um, Goldberg's character from Ghost. I'll be like Molly, you in danger, girl. I'm going to tell you. You know, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. You know, uh, I my love friends Whoopi always but. Oh yeah, my friends oh, always tease me and say that. Uh huh. When when <laughs> I get older, um, I'm gonna be uh, um when I become a little old lady, I'm gonna be crossed between um a light skinned version of Medea and Mama Odie blended together. <laughs> <laughs> with a la- with a Latina attitude, it's like I I oh, can see it happen. I'll be you know like being like trouble. Mama Odie getting it. Oh yeah, be like gumbo gumbo in the pot. Show me what you got. You know, you're reading that way. <laughs> and you probably will be doing them that way at that point, too. Um, so I want to thank all of our wonderful listeners for joining in, you know, to our beautiful show this week with our amazing Reverend Patient Smith, as we talked about a lot of things on divination and spirituality. Um, would you like to say our final goodbyes? Everyone, have a most blessed time, and please take heed during the time of these planets going in retrograde, and you know, especially with Mercury being added to it, and we got this, you know, lunar eclipse going on on Friday. I highly recommend to be dousing yourself in whatever stuff you like to use for your spiritual cleansing and your protection. It's going to be a roller coaster of a ride for emotions. So people are either going to be making love or they're going to be fighting. So try to be on the first ladder, you know, be the type of person, you know, put as much positivity if you need to. Lock yourself up, batten down the hatches, and just ride it out. I enjoyed having you on here. You know, I know it took a while because, you know, Facebook weirdness. 
<laughs> and you're popping in and out. She's like, wait a minute, I thought I had her on my friends list. Where, where'd she go? Uh-huh. And, you know, and then switching mm-hmm. over to Blog oh. Talk, you know, from Spreaker. Oh, I know. You know and I yeah, think it, I'm, I'm, it was one of the best things I did was switching back to Blog Talk because I just was so many issues sound wise with the software on my computer. Oh, actually, everybody actually, um, I had the same problem myself. That's why I'm taking a hiatus for a while, you know, from doing my show. Um, but a lot of people who have shows like we do and everything that were also on Spricker had major problems. Either you had to get, you know, major fancy software for your computer and if you ain't got a fancy computer that can, can hold all the software that you need to run it you're screwed you know and you got to have like the professional professional type stuff you know yeah, and, and and all of which i did it's just at one point you know? windows decided it was going to do a windows update and i saw my volume quality drop in half and then a week later it dropped in half again and reinstalling, resetting oh, I, up, change. I mean, I had my mixer maxed out on all settings. Ouch. I, w- I was having the same problems with mine and everything where it would record me, but not my list, you know, my guest and everything. So um wouldn't stay hooked because I would, depending on the person, I was able to record either using the Facebook messenger call feature mm-hmm. or using Skype. And neither one of them were recording the guest name. Yeah, and so um, after that, it's like you know, with certain things that have been going on and everything, and some of this you know personal stuff I've been dealing with, it's like it's time you know, first time step back, let's relax, look concentrate on the family, helping folks, and then you know when the time is right, hopefully, starting of the new you know beginning of next year, you know, whole new format. You know, yeah. and that was on reason why. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I switched over to Blog Talk. You know, I want to be able to set it and forget it. it. You know, and I'm a tech guy. I, I just don't have the time in my life to, you know, troubleshoot software issues. You know, and exactly. I, I want to do one, the show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I one poor person they couldn't hear at all, and it was just like, oh, really? Nothing, oh, yeah. not a single sound. And I was just like, okay, so I lost two shows. I had to rebook both of the, both of those guests. So she's like, you know, I what? had the same thing happen. When I did my show with um, Lady Rhea and Judica Ellis, um, it didn't record uh, my ladies at all. And then um, a show prior to that, and it's like, and then without everything going on with Spricker, I just, you know, it's time to take a break. So I've been, you know, personally, I've been shopping around trying to find, you know, you know, better formats because I have CenturyLink and CenturyLink and Blog Talk don't get along. You know, you need, a, you know, a very high, high-speed internet for it to run well. And I've tried Blog Talk with my CenturyLink, and it don't like it. So yeah, I, I have to turn off you know, my security I'll be able to find my DVR. <laughs> I turn off my blog. <laughs> I turn off. I, I've got very high-speed connect. On average, I get about 80 megs down and, you know, wow. at 12 up, if not more. But, you know, I also run, you know, a lot of stuff in the house, too. So I have to turn things off before my show just to make sure I don't have any issues. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. Because, you know, depends on the company. If you got more than one, you know, device going and everything, everything's slow as hell because you got so many people trying to use the same hotspot. Exactly. So on that note, let us end. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you all again next week on the Divination Table, Thursday at 7 p.m. God bless.
Good night, everyone.